This this is River Radio. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five And welcome. Thank you for listening today to Let's Talk Business on River Radio with me, Fiona Johnson. Today, I'd like to welcome Janet Padfield of Apples to Zinc Nutrition. Janet is a nutritionalist helping frazzled women improve their health and often the health of their family too. Janet recognises that no one wants extra work in the kitchen or to have to source weird ingredients. And let's face it, no one wants to eat a different meal to the rest of their family. Janet shows us it's not an impossible it's not the impossible task that we think it might be. Hello Janet. Hi. Thank you for coming in today. How's your week going so far? Very good, thank you. Yes, all good. <laughs> in one piece. <laughs> That's great. Yes, I know we are on hump day, aren't we? Oh, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Halfway like, through. Don't want to speak too soon, <laughs> no. but yeah. Hanging in there. Brilliant. On today's show, you can look forward to um, listening about how we can look after ourselves despite our family's different food preferences and the time pressures as we juggle our lives. You can also find out how we can use food we eat to help us you know, step away from feeling constantly frazzled. And we'll also be discussing why darting isn't actually good for you. Plus, we've also got our quick fire round getting to know what's behind the real Janet And of course, Janet has chosen some great tracks for us today. (laughs) So if you've got any questions about nutrition that you'd like to ask Janet, why not email in at fiona at river.radio or tweet us at River Radio Live and we'll see if we can get them answered for you. So Janet, tell us a bit about what you do. Tell us about yourself and also where are you based? Uh, So I'm... I um, I have been a nutritional therapist for uh, eight years now. Um, so I am, I don't know whether you're meant to tell your age, but I am quite proud of it. 47 years old. Yeah, looking very good on it as <laughs> well. Thank you. Um, I have two children, a husband and um, a border collie called Kenny Dogleash. Um, my husband is a massive <laughs> Liverpool fan, so that's that. Um, and um, yeah, so I I worked for around about 18 years in corporate um, world, completely fell out of love with it once I'd had the children and thought there's got to be something a bit better. It's got to be something where I can help more people, not just help a, a big corporation get richer. So I was working part-time. I studied for four years and became a nutritional therapist. And I was incredibly lucky that at that point um, there was an opportunity to be made redundant as well. So I took the opportunity and made a big leap so instead of doing something a little bit on the side this became my full-time job wow you went from one to the other totally (laughs) baptism of fire 
Yes, <laughs> massive baptism of I fire. I bet a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, and it's, um, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy because you go from doing one thing that you know really, really well for sort of 18 years to suddenly you've got to know how to do accounts, marketing, um, create things. There's just so much to suddenly take on. But um, I was very supported by my friends and family and I haven't looked back. It's obviously had huge challenges, but now I've helped hundreds and hundreds of um, mostly women, but hundreds and hundreds of people to to feel really good. And it's it's wonderfully rewarding and I wouldn't have my job any other way now. I bet. I bet. And was there something that sort of motivated you or inspired you in the first place to to look at going into nutrition? Um, I th- kind of, yes. I think when I was at school, I'd always thought, well, oh, maybe I'll be a dietitian or a nutritionist. And, and then it just kind of never happened. And and then I think when I was sort of umming and ahhing and, and reflecting on some of my, um, you know, some of the things I could do instead, it just kind of was in the back of my mind. And I thought actually, I really, really want to learn how to feed my children well and give them the best start in life and to be a really good example to them. And it just, everything kind of fell in place. I went to an open day. I loved everything that they talked about. And I just thought, no, this is definitely for me. Okay. Yeah. And so it just become, I suppose it, it's very much a lifestyle as well, isn't it? So yeah, you, you've got to buy into it fully, but when it's your profession as well. And <laughs> yeah. how do you actually work with your clients? Um, in several different ways the majority of the time it's um, one-to-one work with my clients so because everybody is as unique as their fingerprints really what they need to be eating and drinking is is very unique as well how they process food so I work with them over about a three-month period and um, we just work on what their goals are we chip away so it's all very analytical you know, I kind of really start to understand the imbalances that they've got and um, and we work on all of the science behind it and we find out what foods are going to suit them. And, and So it's different not. for everyone, obviously, yeah. Every single person is different, so there mm. is never going to be a one-size-fits-all, which is why a lot of these kind of diet things work for some people and don't yeah. work for others because obviously we're all so different. Mm. So I work a lot with one-to-one. Um, I do also do sort of group coaching, corporate well-being talks. I do online courses. Um, I do lots of different things. So that's lovely. That's nice and diverse, isn't it? It keeps, it, keeps it fresh. Yes. And the, something I want to know <laughs> is when you started learning about nutrition, were there any sort of food revelations that you discovered when you started and you just thought, oh, I had no idea that that, say, was what was making me frazzled frazzled or was it you know something that you just thought oh superfood you know <laughs> before superfood was a thing <laughs> I think um I think my biggest revelation is it seems to be no matter what the uh, what the question broccoli seems to be the answer <laughs> I think I like it's that. the most amazing food in the world um I think uh I don't know there was there were so many things like every single month there was another lecture weekend which just completely blew my mind again but um I just think the 
I guess for me, it's probably how important fruits and vegetables are mm. overall. Because I think we, you know, we all know the whole five a day yep. and. But, but I heard actually that's not enough. No, it's nowhere near enough. Oh, I shouldn't. Yes. So allegedly, and I don't know how much truth there is in this. There was um, there is a study done that says it's much more like um, eight to ten portions Ooh, of wow. fruits and vegetables in a day. So around about eight hundred mm. grams of, of fibrous plants. Yeah. Um, and apparently there was this big meeting and everybody said, right, OK, so at the moment people in the UK have around about one to two portions on average and we're going to ask them to have ten. Yeah, OK. And they literally said, well, let's just try for five. Yes. <laughs> and actually, let's face it, you know, that five is, is better than one or two. So it's still upping the game. Absolutely. But I now see why you're saying whatever the question, <laughs> broccoli is the answer. Oh, yes. <laughs> but of course, it's different fruits and vegetables, isn't it? You can't just eat 10 portions of broccoli. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I tell everybody to eat a rainbow. So try and have something that's green, something that's red, something that's yellow, orange, white, you know, just every single yes. colour, because then you're going to get a really good mix of... Um, different vitamins and minerals that's so true isn't it and and even I mean, even if you're trying to eat seasonally there's still a lot of different colors there yes, aren't there definitely yeah um but the other thing is that when we you know this is now the opposite end of the scale when we don't eat our huge number of broccolis and rainbow colors we comfort eat and we do we always turn we i'm saying we <laughs> i <laughs> always turn I include me in that as well that's fine turn to i mean the word comfort is immediately you know, baked potatoes and mm. toast and all those things why do we turn to comfort eating and and how do we avoid it um so the reason we often associate food with kind of comfort and and positive emotions is if you look at pretty much any celebration you, you know a birthday oh, yep. it's all about birthday cake um mm-hmm. you know going to the cinema and and having fun there it's all about popcorn and fizzy drinks easter's about easter eggs christmas is about the christmas dinner halloween's about the sweets every single occasion there is or well, family gathering it's every always around food always isn't it? around the food it's always at the heart of of everything mm. and so we we learn very quickly that actually food is a wonderful experience and we want to tap into that a whole lot more. And it's it is really hard. And when you're feeling, I mean, you know, obviously I'm, I'm totally showing my age. When I didn't feel very well when I was younger, you'd get a bottle of Lucasaid and, you know, like your, your yeah. favourite packet of crisps okay, yes. or something like that. You know, there was, there was always that comfort there and it was always food. Mm. And so, you know, we've got that association. So it's really, really hard to break down that emotional eating really really difficult but it's about it's kind of doing it in two ways it's not getting yourself to the point where you need that comfort in the first place it's about acknowledging what your triggers are um you know if you're if you're going to need sort of a glass of wine at the end of a hard day it's what you can do in your day to put little pockets of joy in there so that you don't need the wine at the end of the day or the slab of chocolate or you know me well (laughs) yeah tub of ice cream or whatever it is um and the other thing is to create a list of um kind of activities or things that you can do to give you joy Mm. or to give you comfort that aren't food related so it could be talking to your best mate on the phone it could be going for a walk um, with a friend or your dog or it could just be um, 
binge watching something on Netflix. It could or be knitting. I think, or knitting, anything that takes mindful colouring. Yes, exactly. That stops <laughs> you from sort of going to that biscuit tin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's not very easy because it's just ingrained from childhood. It is. I hadn't really thought that it goes back that far. Yeah. Yeah, it so it's really a tough was. one to crack, isn't it? Yeah. Really tough. But that's obviously something you help with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And is that one of the best parts of your job? So do you see, you know, when you see the, your your clients turning around and... Yeah, it's so rewarding. Mm. So incredibly rewarding to hear people. Um, and what I generally do is when I see people on their first session and when I then see them on their last session, I go back over the first session and all of the little things that they told me that I've captured... Um, you know, I say, you know, are you still getting all of the headaches, you know, three or four times a week? Are you still constipated? Are you still kind of this, that and the other? And and the amount of times they're like, oh, no, oh, I forgot I used to be like that. Or, oh, oh wow. No. A good reminder. <laughs> and that's wonderful if you yeah. can move on so gradually that you don't even notice. Yeah, exactly. And um, no, I mean, it's yeah, I feel very, very privileged because I have been very lucky to have fundamentally improved people's lives. And, you know, I I don't take that for granted at all. It's it's a wonderful feeling. So does that mean, I mean, food really does affect things like headaches? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really, really does. And there really are some does. obvious things, you think, say, like um, your skin condition or something like that. But um, I didn't realise it could actually be literally headaches and yeah, um, obviously exhaustion. I bet that you can improve that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I help people with... Um, with all sorts of things and obviously you know food is only ever going to be one element of mm. you know it's not it's it's certainly not something you can do instead of going to a gp it's not something you could do you know it's it's, it's a complementary therapy yeah it's definitely not alternative it's very much complementary but um yeah there's a lot of people who get a lot of migraines that can be triggered by foods so if we can work those out and take out those foods then quite often the um the migraines just completely go or a lot of people do get a lot of stress headaches and sometimes a lot of the things that they're doing in their lifestyle and and how they're eating impacts their stress levels and so once we start working on that then yeah yes I suppose that yeah you're right when you look at it like that two things come together don't they so you're stressed so you eat badly and then you'll eat you eat badly therefore you're stressed <laughs> and yes yeah. or at all tired or whatever <laughs> it might be and you you have to try and break that cycle don't you yes very much so and is there something that that's like you don't particularly like about your job the admin (laughs) (laughs) chestnut um yeah it's I mean I've I've learned over the years so when I first started um I did everything on paper and that was hideous absolutely hideous the reams reams of paper that I had on every single one of my clients because I obviously have to capture everything that we talk about everything that I've recommended and I used to have such a huge pile of paper that needed to be scanned and uploaded and saved. And, and, and obviously it's all confidential, and, exactly. Oh, yeah. it was just hideous. But actually, um, you know, the longer you do a job and, and technology moves on, there are some amazing apps and things like that that I'm able to use now. So it certainly makes my life a lot yes. easier, a lot, a lot easier. But it is... Um, yeah, there's always some admin. There's to do. always admin. Always. And the other, the other thing you talk about, you know, time-saving apps, and they are brilliant. But that initial, you know, when you start them and you look at yeah. them, you're like, oh, I haven't got time for this. It's going to take me so long to, I don't know, upload or learn it or, or whatever it's going to be. You just think, oh, next week, next month. So actually, that, that was me yesterday. I wasted 
several hours trying to get my head around a new accountancy software (laughs) that I've got ready for this new tax year um, with all of the changes that are coming in in a couple of years of, of, you know, because obviously running your own business, you've suddenly got to keep up with with, with absolutely everything. And rather than the annual tax, um, we're going to be doing quarterly tax within a few years. So you're future-proofing. Well, absolutely. I need to know that I can use that technology and it'd be really slick and easy for, for that coming yeah. up. So I wasted hours trying to link different systems together and work out how to reconcile things and my bank account with my invoices. And Oh, yeah. But <laughs> we'll all be envious of you oh. when the time comes and you'll be like, I nailed it months ago. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, there's always something I'm having to learn. Big but it's, learning it's curve. Good. They are ultimately very helpful and are there any particular skills you think that uh, you might need as a business owner that for people listening sort of if they're debating oh I think I might set off my own is sort of anything in particular that really you think oh that that's well needed that's also you know where where do you start I think um probably there is no actual skill required but passion and resilience mm. would probably be the two things that have got me through yes okay. <laughs> a lot of the hard times mm. because most of it you can learn and actually um you know obviously it's going to help you if you have a background in in marketing or a background in finance that little section's easy yes. but there's always so much to do and there's a you know thank goodness for the internet I don't know how people set up business like 30 40 yes, years ago point. yeah because there's, there's youtube video on everything so yes. you can you, know, you can get a lot of support out there but it's just being you know, just having that resilience to pick yourself up dust yourself off and say right that one didn't work what can i try next yes that didn't work what do i do this time and just keep going because you know you'll, you'll get there yeah and that's where the resilience comes in as yeah. well because that's the thing as a small business owner you are everything aren't you Yes. Well, especially when you start and obviously yes. as, as time goes on you can outsource things like admin perhaps if you don't like that or whatever <laughs> but it is that you know you have to so that you're right if you have a financial background or marketing but at least you, that's a bit so, right part that bit I can do that bit um, and then you can turn to YouTube or whatever for the rest of it <laughs> yes definitely and that, are there any top tips that you'd give to someone who is thinking about setting up a business I would say research is absolutely key I think and unless you know who you're trying to attract in your business, so you have your sort of super customer mm-hmm. in mind, um, and then you can actually just talk to them. I would say um, try to be as niche as you can be so that you're not trying to talk to everybody and then your messaging can be yes. a lot more focused. Um, and um, ask for help, really. Just don't assume you can do it all on your own. There's never going to be an expectation, but research what are other people doing meet the other people in your industry find out how much they charge just do yes. the research and I think well those are very valid tips aren't they research and I think people actually want to help it's it, and they're not it's really easy to oh they're a competitor they're going to think I'm pinching their <laughs> ideas but actually people like to help and and, and especially um uh, startups because you want to see them coming through yes um and and you're I'm, I'm always talking about audience actually you've got to talk to your exact customer not to a broad spectrum yeah and you'll annoy 
some of your followers and and those aren't the followers you want anyway you yes. want to attract more of the followers that, that are going to love it, everything yeah. that you do it does go against the grain to start with though doesn't it and very then you, much you, and then actually over time you can diversify and you don't have to niche so much but i think to start yeah. with you need to be really clear yeah on, on and what you can you're change doing. your niche that's certainly something that you mm. can do but it's it's just important to to just have one niche at a time to yes. really be able to focus oh, those are great tips um now, Janet, we're going to come to your first track. This is a this is very popular and a, a favourite of mine. So, um, would you like to introduce it to everyone? I don't know. Is there a reason why you've chosen this, or or a story, or um, just so? You... This is James um, Laid. Um, this, I mean, I'm absolutely totally. I'm, I'm sure he's what. I'm sure he's listening. Obviously, <laughs> I'm sure he is. Um, I hope so. I'm in love with Tim Booth. Um, no, <laughs> um, it was the first concert I ever went to um, in the early 90s. I have loved James since I was, I don't know, 14, 15. And um, I've seen them so many times. And it's just such a wonderfully upbeat, happy song. Love it. Brilliant. Right. Let's listen to Laid by James. Welcome back. 
You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in today. Today, we are joined by nutritionalist Janet Padfield. Welcome back. Thank you. Now, don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again via catch up via the website, which is river.radio or as a podcast via the usual channels, Alexa, Apple, Google and Spotify. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having today, please drop me an email, fiona at river.radio, or you can contact us through our social channels, which is River Radio Live. Now, we've got some fun, quick-fire questions, and I always love it when I say that because my guests always look at me really, really <laughs> nervously. But we're just going to blast them by you because there's no quicker way to get to know someone. So... Very, very high brow, these questions. Okay. Oh, and perfect. The first few are about food. Hey. <laughs> We're going to be testing you here. So we've got, do you like Marmite or peanut butter? Oh, both, but peanut butter most. Oh, win-win. Yes, exactly. Beer or wine? Uh, beer. Oh, that took me by surprise. Um, tea or coffee? Tea, herbal. Oh, yeah, okay, quick. <laughs> quick, get the health factor in there. Um, rugby or football? Oh, rugby. Cats or dogs? only my dog so I'm more of a cat person (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like oh I don't want to offend her (laughs) or him Um, now I know that you're a bit of a 90s fan yes so are you or were you are you Blur or Oasis (laughs) oh no that's a really tough one I love them both Oasis more okay um night owl or early bird oh more exhausted pigeon at times (laughs) um I think morning Morning. So you Morning. Get, you get up. Yeah. Get, get you know. Early bird catches the worm. Yeah. Um, relaxing break or adventure holiday. Relaxing break. Are, are you real, are you are you quite good about sort of digital detoxing and things like that? Oh or? yes, very good. Yeah. Oh, I'm impressed because <laughs> it's hard. It gets harder every year. Very hard. Yeah. Um, do you have a favourite city? Um, I think I well I absolutely adored. Budapest when we went but I am going to go with Pisa oh that's a good choice because you like pizzas <laughs> <laughs> no it's just it was really 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 lovely couple of days we spent there it was just, just amazing absolutely you. amazing yeah, yes wonderful um and this is do you have any hidden interests or hobbies that you'd like to share with us <laughs> um I'm a i on a break from it at the moment but um I'm quite a keen tap dancer now that's a good one. <laughs> oh yes are you are you just sort of in your kitchen tap dancer or are you um, so you... I was going to classes they just moved them to a night I couldn't do um and um and I, I did I did go on stage and do one <laughs> dance on stage in a group of people obviously but it's just an adult tap class absolutely brilliant best fun to just to laugh at yourself because my brain can't tell my feet to do what brilliant. the teacher is telling us to do I bet that's great fun it and, is so and good dancing exercising you know yes. happy endorphins <laughs> absolutely perfect. um and finally describe yourself in three words wow that's really hard um Caring, passionate, and clearly hilarious. Oh, like it. 
<laughs> like it done tick the box you've passed the quiz well <laughs> <Thank> done <you. laughs> um now we also always ask our guests to recommend a podcast maybe it's something that has helped you through lockdown or maybe it's related to your business and you've always listened to it um sometimes it's just a podcast that resonates on a personal level is there anything you'd like to recommend to everyone listening today um so mine's not necessarily business related um but it's it's more nutrition related i absolutely adore uh, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's podcasts. He's just an incredible human being, and the way he he gives advice is just so simple, and um, it just totally makes sense. Just the way he words things, they're just so easy. Sort of a forty-five minute podcast, and you feel like it's only been ten minutes. Oh, really? They are just so good to listen to, and really, really helpful. So I love them. And and uh, how are they sort of once a week or. A series, because that's um, another thing, you know, when you get addicted, oh, sorry, yeah. that's my word, not yours, to a podcast, and then you suddenly, oh, they're having a break, now what? You know. So there is, there's a lot of a back catalogue oh, of good. them, um, I believe it's, it's sort of a couple of weeks. Oh, that's um, enough. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good, and he has a lot of different guests on there as well, so... Um, yeah, no, that's I'm still working my way through the back catalogue. I can never keep up. <laughs> I know that's the thing, isn't it? And then it's sort of, you don't almost want too much because it's like, when are you going to find the time? It's like, yes. There's only so many dog walks or drives <laughs> you can go on just to listen to a podcast. Um, and what about books? Are there any particular books, facts or fiction that you'd like to, to share? So again, um, so I have to... Um, make it sound like it's a, a chore it's not um but as part of my ongoing um development I have to read nutrition books and um and obviously do a lot of um business development as well to be able to keep my um registration with with BANT my mm -hmm. governing body um so I do read a lot of nutrition books and one that I'm um just finishing at the moment um I absolutely love it's um it's by um Laura Bredden and it's the um the hormone repair fix lovely the um, hormone repair fix by yeah. La Lara Britton that's the yes. one okay and um she um I mean again it's 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 like a manual for anybody going through the perimenopause which a lot of women in business are because you know the menopause really takes you kind of any time between 40 and 55 and lasts mm -hmm. many many years and it's um it's just a, another no-nonsense book. It really explains what's going on in your body, how you're feeling. She calls it the, the second puberty um, and how life needs to be slightly different. And she's um, a naturopath and it's, it's just wonderfully written. It's so easy to read and it's just just a wonderful, complete guide. And I've thoroughly enjoyed reading it. So I suppose it just helps bring it all together. Yes. No nonsense. Something, yes, something that's easy to read and you suddenly find yourself going... Oh, it just makes, makes so much sense because yeah. I think a lot of women um, and certainly a lot of the women that I've spoken to, be it in corporate or, or self-employed, do struggle with mm. the brain frog, with feeling embarrassed um, with colleagues and having hot flushes. And it's because you can't hide that. No, you really can't hide <laughs> no. that at all. Um, and also, you know, there are so many changes going on in your body. It can feel very alien, really, really alien and, and make you just feel a little bit invisible and a little bit different and it just really helps just put that to rest yes. and just say right okay that's what it is and and helps you deal mm. and work around it and I suppose also given that you worked with with frazzled women yes and I love that word <laughs> so I want to say frazzled as much as possible it's just such a great term that I suppose that also brings the two together 
because often you're so frazzled you don't actually you can't see the wood for the trees and yeah. you just oh I'm feeling I, I can't think today or my yeah my brain's foggy and you just move on move on because on to the next thing on to the next thing so by reading a book yes like this you can sort of it stops and gives you time to to sort of have that light bulb moment and yeah go, oh, absolutely it's a thing yeah, yeah it's it's a proper thing yeah. yes definitely it's certainly I mean it's helped me obviously I know a, I know a lot about the menopause um and obviously I'm 47 so you know it's it's something that I'm going through and so it's it's really useful to see other people's perspective and how other people deal with it and and helps me to kind of carry on and, 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 and be business, top of my yeah. game as well perfect yeah. perfect well thank you for sharing those with us that's, that's right. wonderful um and we touched earlier on your the fact that you started off in corporate yes um that's quite a different you know, step isn't it from from going corporate to then working for yourself um how, like you know, how did you make what well, you how did you make that jump and 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 was there anything that perhaps you'd wish you'd known when you when you when you made that jump <laughs> So um, I think um, I think I probably should have done it with with potentially a little bit more gusto than I planned. Um, but um, there is quite a lot of transferable skills, to be honest. So I'd worked in corporate world and I think because I'd fallen out of love with it and I wanted to just to study and learn to do something new. And I'd picked nutrition with the thought that because I was working part time, one day I'd be able to perhaps do one day a week doing nutrition things and carry on working um, for the company that I was I was working with. So I was doing category management, which is very much around um, analysis and research. So okay. I'm doing lots of presentations to sort of internal and external to retailers and things like that. So I was I was very good at putting together presentations and coming up with compelling arguments and and public speaking and, and all of that kind of side of things and it was only really when I was getting towards the end of the four-year course um, when suddenly redundancy was an option that I went from thinking oh I'm just going to do this as a bit of a hobby thing just to give me a bit of joy back in my life to oh right I'm doing this full-time then and this, this could actually work this, this is feasible this, well, this is going to have to work and, and it's exciting yeah back to abs- that passion thing we were talking absolutely. about absolutely yeah. so I think I probably should have planned it a little bit better <laughs> um at the time and that would have helped me I think start um start really kind of straight from the word go because actually then what I ended up doing was then having to build a website do all my research rather than it just growing ever so gradually it was suddenly going to have to happen very very quickly but those skills have been very transferable because really I am an analyst because people are telling me information and all I'm doing you know it's not all I'm doing it's clearly very skilled but um, I'm, I'm listening to what they're saying I'm tapping into my knowledge and I am just finding out a lot more about people and just digging in and and analyzing things and then I go off and I do my research into either that condition or that imbalance and I spend a lot of time public speaking putting together presentations for the corporate world or putting online programs together using powerpoints and things like that so there has been things that have been similar in that a lot easier yeah. yeah but it's 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 for me and for other people, not big corporates. Yes. Okay. And do you think you would have done anything differently? Um, I think I probably 
should have had a little bit more confidence in myself earlier Mm. and pushed myself to do more I think I held myself back because I was I was nervous um, and because it felt quite overwhelming but actually I think if I'd have just planned that little bit more I could have um, just kind of got to where I am now a little bit earlier than I did. That's very wise words I think that's something we can all relate to and again a benefit of hindsight which we didn't have and you now are running a successful business. I am. Zinc. But it's also that fact that, you know, you look back and that former self so often is the sort of person lacking in, in the belief that they can do it. And it's so that you- massive imposter syndrome yes. that we all get. You know, I, I still do now. I'm sure most of my colleagues would mm. say the same. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, you've just got to believe in yourself. Absolutely. It's a different type of imposter syndrome almost, isn't it? When you run your own business yes. to when you're in uh, the corporate world. Yes. Um, <laughs> and there's lots of people around you, perhaps where you can ask for advice or, or support or all this. It's going to be completely different. Suddenly you're there on your own. Yeah. T- talking to yourself. Yes. <laughs> giving yourself a talking to, perhaps. Absolutely. Yes. Um, have you made... Oh, this sounds terrible, actually, to say, have you made any mistakes? But was there a positive mistake that you've learned from that perhaps you'd like to share so that listeners can also benefit <laughs> from from something you know, that often we look back and we think, actually, I'm quite grateful that happened. Like, for example, you're talking about your redundancy. Mm. If for a lot of people, that's like, you know, the end of the world. And actually, you were, you're saying that's positive. It came. No, right that was time. a real yeah. positive for me. So that was a massive positive. Um, in terms of mistakes, I think... Um, that there's no one mistake that kind of shouts out to me that kind of I've learned from, but I make mistakes on a weekly, monthly, annual basis yeah. that I'm I'm learning from. I think, I mean, in a sense, it's the the greatest learning comes from that, doesn't it? Yeah, abs- absolutely. And and if everything went smoothly, um, well, apart from the fact it would be completely boring, it would just not be <laughs> realistic at all. So, no, I mean, you know, there's there's been there's been things I've done that haven't worked. So it's not necessarily mistakes. I guess that's the wrong word. But there's been things that haven't worked particularly well. And I've been able to say, okay, so that's not been great. Um, And certainly, you know, one of my biggest learnings at the moment is that I am now pretty much at capacity for being able to work with people one-to-one um because you know each client I see them in a, at an hour a time and then I've got to write all of their recommendations up do a lot of research there's always um things to do between the sessions yeah. and, and I'm that's seeing the spoke, them the spoke product yeah. absolutely and I'm seeing them every couple of weeks so if I want to grow my business I either work more hours or I put my prices up yes. and I don't particularly want to do either of those things right now because um, I'm happy with my pricing structure and I'm happy with my work-life balance. So it's more a sort of a challenge and a learning that I'm getting at the moment. So how I grow my business is kind of moving more online um, and doing more sort of organic courses and things like that that will benefit more people without my time. While keeping your balance, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So... um, Claire Mitchell um, is a wonderful, wonderful um, woman who um, I think has a background in marketing and she runs some incredible courses to help people to develop and change their businesses and things. So I'm following her and I'm doing one of her courses at the moment to help me to learn 
how better to do things so yeah I'm constantly seeking help I'm constantly learning I'm constantly coming up with these challenges to overcome yeah Yeah, absolutely that's wonderful Um, and actually we've just had um, an emailed question in from um, Claire in Maidenhead um, and she says that she's heard that from today, large restaurants now have to show calories on their menus. Yes, large restaurants, not the small independent yes, okay. ones. That's true. Yes. Um, and she said, how important is calorie counting? But sh- should we just take that in isolation or is it also about... I, I'm guessing if... Because I know also it's fat contents and, and yeah, carbs and things. So I, I don't... I don't advocate calorie counting at all. And a lot of my clients come to me and they, you know, that one of their first questions is, yeah, but how many calories should I be having? Yeah, but what's it, what's the calories in that? And so I say to them, don't count calories, count nutrients. That's much more healthy to have a relationship with food because you could, if I could say to you, you can have 2000 calories in a day. Um, and That's you a lot could of say, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you could say, wonderful. I am all in on crisps and chocolate yep. all day. Now you wouldn't eat a huge amount because they're full of calories and you'd probably feel pretty ropey and pretty frazzled <laughs> to be honest. Or you could end up eating 1,400 calories of lean meats, healthy carbohydrates such as rice and oats and heaps and heaps of fruits and vegetables and not quite make that 2,000 calories. Well, one is better than the other, clearly. So it's, it's never as simple as counting calories. So I say to people, well, have you counted how many fruits and vegetables you've had in a day? Have you counted how much protein you've got? Have you had sort of a fist's worth of carbohydrates at every single meal? Because if you have that balance, which is a lot more simple than constantly counting calories, then you're likely to be within your sugar, to be within your fat, to be within your salt intake, and you'll actually feel great. And I suppose... It's a start, isn't it? Because Absolutely. obviously something that's really bad yeah. will have a high calorie. And if enough a calorie count, and if nothing else, it will flag. Yeah, so. and I think, I think so, so for, the general, um, for the general public, it is an incredible thing mm. to have those, those calories there because I think um, a lot of the main meals have got a lot of sauces and... Hidden. Hidden, hidden yep. sauces. Yep. So, um, you know, I was reading something the other day from somebody and and they were saying that, you know, we talk about fats and there are healthy fats and the non-healthy fats. Um, But fat is still fats. And whilst we need a little bit of the healthy fats, we still don't need a massive amount of fat. You still can have too much of a good thing. And um, and when it came down to it, it, it was something like a piece of sourdough with 80 grams of avocado on top of it smashed avocado which is obviously very on trend at the moment with a poached egg has double the amount of total fat in it than a mcdonald's cheeseburger so now obviously you're getting a huge amount more nutrients out of the avocado poached egg and sourdough toast than you are from a cheeseburger um but you do need to you know and and i totally advocate having that as a really really good healthy breakfast but for the rest of the day, you've kind yep. of got to be a little okay. bit mindful that you've probably had your your your, your fat yes. like content. Yeah. So actually, um, but for most people, they just look at calories more than anything. So I think puddings are going to be where people will suddenly go, actually, I'm going to go for a starter, not a pudding, because yep. puddings are big. And I think they're going to come up sort of a thousand calories. Gonna, and I think people are going to be 
oh, okay. I think I'll have the chicken wings instead. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And thank you for answering um, Claire's question. That's all right. Um, we're going to go to our second track now, which is by The Foundations. So this is great. Um, Build Me Up Buttercup. Tell us a bit more about your chosen track. So, um, I mean, it's it's from the film um, Something About Mary, which is one of my favourite, favourite films. Um, anyway, um, it's again, it's just such a happy track, makes me smile. And every time my parents hear it on the radio, they always WhatsApp me and tell me they love me. So it's just lovely. Oh, you, can't, you can't beat that. That's great. Wonderful. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in today. Um, Today we're joined by a nutritionist from Apples to Zinc, Janet Padfield. How's it going so far? Good, thank you. Good, (laughs) lovely to have you here. And don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again via the website, which is river.radio, or as a podcast via the usual channels, Alexa, Apple, Google or Spotify. Um, Now, I'm quite keen to talk about 
the dreaded D word, diets, because I think <laughs> most of us have dieted at some points in our lives, or at least given it a go. Um, and I think we all know that what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for someone else. And there's always that niggle at the back of our minds that says, mm, perhaps this isn't the most healthy or the best way of losing weight. What are your thoughts on on diets? And I know that's like opening a can of worms because there's so many different diets out there. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure as a nutritionist, you must have a view on on even just the word diet. Should, should yeah, we be I using hate, it? I hate the word diet. Um, yeah, absolutely hate the word diet. It's um, it is such a, a horrible emotive. Oh, it's just it just makes people feel rubbish about themselves, and th- it's always. Um, I think I think the things that I hate about it most is is a diet always has an expiry date to it. It's always something that is short term yeah. before you go back to normal eating. Um, and the results are always focused around weight loss yes. and not around health. So it's always so about what you're losing and not actually what you're gaining, which is, you know, that whole less frazzle, more sparkle. It's that, you know, just or the glow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All of those kind of things. So I, I just hate diets and and, you know, I, I had a client who, who came to me once and, she, and very, very funny. She said to me that she had fallen off the diet wagon, had dragged it into the forest and ceremoniously burnt it. And <laughs> could I help her? Um, so she um, and so we what we do is is everything that isn't about dieting. So when I give somebody a recommendation, it's a recommendation pretty much for life it is an eating plan that suits them that is tailored to them that unless their health needs change or they do go through the menopause or yeah. you know kind of whatever age they are which immediately makes it achievable yeah and, and let's face it the reason darts don't sorry using that word the, they don't work is yeah. because they're so unrealistic totally unrealistic and you do feel like you miss out on things you feel like so for me um and a healthy eating plan includes everything, all of the foods you love. For me, including chocolate and... Um, very you important. Know, oh, very, <laughs> very important. Um, it's got to be... It's got to be something that's realistic and completely and utterly achievable for life. So I tell people um, that we should have um, what I call a foundation eating plan. So if you have, say, three meals... Um, and one snack in a day then you've got 28 eating occasions across a week and then if you apply an 80 20 rules to that then really you've got maybe about sort of five meals that you can have slightly off plan okay which allows you to go it sounds more doable doesn't it? totally you can go and have a cake and a cuppa with a friend you can have a takeaway on a friday or saturday evening you can perhaps um I don't know, have a big pudding. Um, You can choose what you do. And the more strict you are to being on plan, Mm. then the the quicker you will hit your health goals. Yes. And when you go on holiday, it allows you some scope to perhaps be more sort of 70-30. So you've got that foundation there. There's no need to diet. No, nobody likes a diet. No need to. And actually, you've just removed all that sort of beating up. That, yeah, no oh, guilt. Fallen off the You've build just literally wagon, chosen yeah. today is my off plan thing. Yep. Could be a full day off plan, and then you can be on plan the rest of the week. Or actually, you could choose to have your off plan things 
kind of interspersed throughout the week. Yes. Do what you like, oh, but there's no save guilt. Save them all up for one massive <laughs> blowout. One massive blowout. And oh, that's, that's absolutely that's fine because the foundation is you're giving your body the nutrients that it needs. The rest of the time. That's the Most secret. of the time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Consistency. Most of the time. Yeah. You don't need to diet. I like it's, that thinking. I, I like it. <laughs> I like that approach. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. That's wonderful. You're very welcome. Um, and then the other thing I want to sort of touch on, because as a marketeer, I'm always fascinated by the actual promotion of foods, particularly unhealthy foods, if I can say that, because yes. they seem everywhere. And we've all, we've all heard about pester power or the influence of an advert where they have you believe that chocolate will send you into some, I know, sensory overload or, and the rest, probably. You know, <laughs> we've all seen those adverts. Um, but can you tell us more about these? Because uh, I hear there's some changes afoot. That are yeah, coming in. so from October this year, um, manufacturers will no longer be able to do these big promotions, um, sort of the, the buy one, get one freeze, buy one, get one half price or half price offers. Um, and they won't be able to, from my understanding, they won't be able to be um, in such visible places around the store. So you know how you can go oh. in with a shopping list and, you know, you're, yep, you're potentially be saying it this is what I need this is what I need oh look at that yeah, <laughs> you know, that's good value I yeah. definitely need to have four massive slabs of chocolate because they're yeah. really good value absolutely so um yeah they won't be able to do that kind of big promotions anymore it's a, it's a drive to to try and and get people to to stop eating so many of these foods because they are so yeah. intrinsically linked to poorer health. It's just it's just difficult because we've got it in our heads that healthy foods are more expensive. Boring and, and boring. more expensive, yes, yeah. yes. And it's very difficult. And I know that there is a middle ground. There we is. all know that, but it's to the two extremes. Yeah, which um, is the foundation eating. You don't need to buy a huge amount of chocolate. I mean, you know, so I think there is nothing but positive not having aisles and aisles and aisles of these promotions that are, you know, everywhere you turn in a supermarket, there's another sugar-rich, high-fat, um, high-salt product screaming at you that, that you want to be tempted with. The only downside, potentially, that I can see is it's, it's forcing a lot of um, manufacturers to try and make their products healthier, Yes. Which obviously is a very beneficial thing. Some of them are doing it by cutting the weight of the product. Some oh, of them are doing okay. it by, uh, and still charging the same, obviously. Some of them are doing it by um, by cutting some of the salt content, which is very, very good. Yep. I think that's very applaudable. Um, and then some of them are doing it by trying to cut the sugar content. Yes. And, and again, that's really good. But, but. <laughs> like a sense of but coming, yes. But they're replacing the sugars with artificial sweeteners because then as in chemicals. Yes. The calories are coming down. So they, they, they then conform to the new guidelines about how how many calories or how much sugar can be in a certain product. So and I'm not a massive fan of artificial sweeteners. Um the research is incredibly mixed, but I can't see how a chemical sweetener that your body still reacts to in the same way as sugar is beneficial to health. So it is it is forcing manufacturers to go down that route yes. a little bit. But ultimately, it is still great that people when their people are having products to eat 
when they're being off plan, mm. those are slightly healthier than they were in terms of their salt, fat and sugar content. And making us more aware. Yes. And I wonder, I wonder whether we'll even notice because there will be another promotion on those particular sort of spots in the supermarket that has to be that's the way yeah maybe they'll put broccoli there that no no, buy one get one free on broccoli you heard it here first that'd be amazing yes just fill your trolley with broccoli but I mean you sort of think there has to be something else it doesn't have to be a bad thing but it's interesting because we're so accustomed to seeing those deals yes that, uh, that I wonder I wonder whether Yes, I just wonder how it will sort of make the, the whole experience. You know, yeah, in you some like. of the supermarkets, you do actually see now that, um, so they're called gondola ends, mm-hmm. the um, kind of those promotional sites. This is back from my old <laughs> corporate days. Yeah. I know all of the um, the terminology, but these gondola ends are very sought after. But actually you're seeing now that um, some of them have got normal products on them and people just, okay so, so disappearing with the offer altogether yeah, yeah and so actually that bay is just being used as some more space in the store for so it's going to be a gradual change we're yeah, not going to I, suddenly I, go in and weep and and obviously there will be some promotions on those products but yeah. they'll be where they in the, in the aisle that they normally are so if you are very tempted then you have to go down that aisle where those products are to find them rather than them being sort of sprung in your face as soon as you walk or stood by the checkout. So I think it's a really, really good move. And it sounds like a huge step. I hadn't realised it was quite so big. So that's October this year. Yes. 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 Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, there will be some big changes coming up. And and I think with, um, you know, the, the, question that came in earlier about the putting calories Mm. on um on menus as well i think it's a really good thing for us to be a little bit more aware of 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 the foods that we're eating and and actually you know the sugar the fat and these things about what we're putting in our bodies yeah Yeah, absolutely make those better choices so that you're off plan yeah don't have to be quite so off plan yeah brilliant well thank you for this good uh, good to discuss <laughs> who doesn't like to talk about food um, and just tell us a bit more about the future of your business have you got anything that's sort of um something you want to sort of why well, you have to watch this space because there's going to be some online courses going to be coming soon oh, fabulous. <laughs> um yes so i am hoping um throughout this year to be starting to launch um some sort of self-led um, online courses, uh, probably around um, sugar and the menopause and maybe a few other topics. Um, so yes, I'm I'm busy kind of developing and learning all around those. So watch this space. But That's obviously, exciting. people do want the one-to-one bespoke um, programs and want to review their nutrition, then please do get in contact. Absolutely. So I was just going to say, if anyone does want to get in contact with you and wants to find out more about your business, what's the best way for them to do that? Either find me on Facebook um, at Apples to Zinc um, or go to www.applestozinc.co.uk and you can book yourself a free call with me for, oh, uh, via the website. Fabulous. Are you, so you mostly on Facebook then? Um, mostly on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram and I'm also on LinkedIn. In. Oh, wonderful. And have you got quite a community there? Yes. But I've, I think, again, people just like to talk about food, I suppose. They, they do. They? <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, thank you very much for coming into the show today, Thank Janet. you for having me. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've learned about your business, about your background, about where your business is going, and we've certainly learned a lot about nutrition. So I hope that everyone's learned um, listening from a fellow business owner about her business and her journey. And I also hope that everyone's picked up a few illuminating points about our own nutrition along the way. 
Um, I'm back next week and I shall be talking to sales growth expert Amanda Downs. And I think with um, sales being the backbone of any business, I'm sure there'll be many questions that people would like to ask. So do email me ahead of the show on Fiona at river.radio. And likewise, if there's any particular issue you'd like to see us cover on our Let's Talk Business show, then do not, do not hesitate to get in touch. Again, via email is probably the best. Either email me, Fiona at river.radio, or you can email Sophie at Sophie at river.radio. Um, Thank you so much, Janet. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us. Yes, I have. Thank you. And of course, if you've missed any of today's show, you can listen to the show again via the website, which is river.radio. And you can listen to it as a podcast too on Catch Up via Alexa, Apple, Google and Spotify. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening. And I stumbled to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving They just use your Oh,